Welcome to Winning the World for Christ, a Christ Church Way of the Cross podcast with Bishop Ronald Frazier. Christ Church proudly celebrates 20 years of ministry and service to God. Now, here's Bishop Frazier with today's message. The search is on. Psalms 139. O Lord, thou hast searched me known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and my uprising. Mm-hmm. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Yes. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Mm-hmm. For there is not a word in my mouth, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? Mm-hmm. If I sin up into heaven, thou art there. Yes. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, mm-hmm. and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins and hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. And curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes deceive my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when yet there was none of them. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, mm-hmm. I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God, and depart from me, therefore, yea, bloody men. For they speak against the wicked, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? Am not, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. Mm -hmm. 
I count them mine enemies. Verse 23, Psalms 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. And preserve me from the violent man. Verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Deliver me. Preserve me. I want to preach on this message. The search is on. The search is on. Father, speak to our hearts the words of life. And as only you can do, search us. Turn the search life from heaven upon our soul. And lead us and guide us and direct us as only you can. Your word declares in all our ways acknowledge you. and You would direct our path. Bless us now as we declare thy word. In Jesus name. Amen. Remember as a boy growing up. Looking up into the sky at night. And there was these, this beam of light going back and forth used to wonder what in the world was going on. It was a searchlight searching for lost plane. The lighthouse stands, and even on a foggy, cloudy, dense night, sends out a flashing light as an anchor for those ships that are lost, that they can find their way and see that searching light that's able to lead them back to the place they once had safe haven. When we look at this particular passage of scripture, David is the author. And David is a very interesting character, to say the least. He's a real person, even though he was indeed a character. He says in this 23rd verse, search me, O God. That's a powerful thing to ask God to search you. Because when we go through the airport, we put our shoes and they give, we go through the metal detector. <laughs> they frisk us down at times and they're searching to make sure we're carrying no illegal substance. They're searching to make sure no bombs, no weapons, no bullets, no water, <laughs> no certain amounts of liquid over the prescribed amount is being carried on board a plane. They will search you. Even some of our young people can identify going into their schools. You go through a metal detector. You don't just walk into school. You got to go through a metal detector first. And your backpacks are subject to be searched. Your locker is subject to random searches. Trying to control the environment one is raised in. But the songwriter is giving God a free range to search him. And can you imagine what would happen if God was to search us? In fact, if Pastor Frazier went home with you today. Okay, let me stop. And just did a search of your home. Search of the things that you read. Search of your cell phone. A search of your TV selection. 
just a search in general would make him drop his head in shame. And yet the songwriter is throwing up his hand and asking God to step into his life and to search him. You know why? He's not happy where he is. And he wants God to show him where he is because he understands that when God sees where he is, God's going to take him to another level. But one of the things that one of the things that hold us up is we don't want to be real with God. We want to hide. We want to we want to we used to say duck and dodge. Mm -hmm. We want to just let God see enough of us and not really see the full of us. Remember when he asked Adam that that penetrating question, Adam, where are you? I heard your voice. (laughs) I hid myself. You're hiding among the trees. Yeah, I'm hiding from God. No, don't try to hide from God. You need to let the Lord search and find you and bring you out and help you discover the real person that you are. You see, when you don't know your God, you would run from him. And one of the things the enemy would like for us to do is when we get in trouble with God, he wants us like Adam to run away from God and to hide from God. Basically, one of my sisters, and I try to let her remain nameless, would get in trouble. And when she got in trouble and it was time for her, uh, how can I say this, time for my mother to take corrective action. She would call her name and she would go run and hide. She would get up under the bed. Now, the rest of us would come, get what we had coming, take our whooping and move on. But here she comes running and hiding under the bed. Mom had to go upstairs, go up under the bed and get her come out of the bed. You know, that's going to make me even madder. So when you get it this, this time, okay, just come on and get it. You deserve it. Get it. Let's get it over with. No, I'm going to run and hide. Well, some of us are like my sister. God is ready to give it to us, and we're running and trying our best to hide from him. But I want you to understand the search is on. He's going to search you out to find out exactly where you are. Now, that could be a bad thing, but on the opposite side, it could be a good thing. The prodigal son was lost in a sinful ways. The prodigal son was lost, and he wanted to get back home. Many of us, like the prodigal son, we are lost in our mess. We're lost in the world. We're lost spending all that we have with all the fluff that goes along with that. Mm -hmm, We're doing it. But little do we know that there's a search committee sent with your name on it. They have your picture, your picture has been posted not on the milk carton but there is an amber alert sent out for you yes there is a missing person report filed for you the search is on and someone listening to this message you are just in the right place at the right time because God is tapping on your shoulder to let you know I'm searching for you and I have a way of bringing you back into the place that you should be You can run, but guess what? You can hide. Because just like the prodigal son, you're going to come to yourself. You're going to get sick of your mess. And you say, you know, I got to get out of here, and I must go back to my father's house. 
And when I think about this, how important it is to have a search, it's bad enough to be involved in a plane crash and a desert situation or in a mountainous range or in a forest, and you feel so devastated because you have experienced a plane crash and you have survived and your mind is thinking, I am in this place, this, uh, this desert, this uh, place away from society, and I wonder, will I die in my situation? But little did you know that when that plane went off of radar, there was a signal. There was a little black box contained in that plane. And there is a search committee. Yes, they are being guided by a signal that this little black box is sending out. And somebody is looking for you, whether you are aware of it or not. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you may be lost in your sin, but God is on his way to rescue you. There's a signal coming out from the inside saying, help, 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 help. I need a help. And help is on the way. It's sad to be lost on the sea and to experience a shipwreck. But one of the wonderful things about being lost at sea is when that signal, mayday, 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 that call went out. Somebody heard that call. Somebody heard that plea. And there are the Coast Guard and there are rescue workers and there are helicopters. They're looking for you. You may not be able to see them, but God knows exactly where you are. And in due time, the search will be over. What am I preaching about? I'm talking about the search, the rescue, and the recovery. Because the search is on and the search committee is going to find you. They're going to search you out and when they find you, they're going to rescue you and finally you will recover. The search has looked you out. It reminds me and some of us grew up under the era of Gilligan's Isle. Remember that movie? They went out for a three hour cruise and that three hour cruise turned into a shipwreck. And they were stranded. Some of the young people said, what the world is Pastor talking about? <laughs> TV land, TV land, TV land. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. We're on an island. We're lost. And you may seem like you're on your island. You're isolated. You're alone. You're stranded on that island. You're in survival mode, trying to survive. But I want you to know that there's somebody bigger than you. Bigger than me that's searching, that's looking for you. When you can't look for yourself, somebody is looking for you. Yes, I've made the illustration about the lost son. But did you also know that there was a lost sheep? A man had 100 sheep and he lost one of his sheep. And he left the 99 in the sheepfold and he went out looking for that lost sheep. The lost son could come back home looking for his father, but the lost sheep did not know what way to go, which direction to take, which road to take. He didn't know how to get back home, but it was all right because the good shepherd was coming after a sheep. And sometimes I feel like a lost sheep. I feel like I'm lost in a situation all by myself, but it gives me great comfort to know that I'm a sheep and the good shepherd, he's coming to get me. He's not going to leave me in my situation, but he's going to bring me out. That's the lost sheep, but also there was a lady who had ten coins, and she lost one of her coins. 
She had nine left, but the one coin was the equivalent to a lot of money. She lost one. She had ten left. Looked like she would have just been satisfied to keep the nine and move on. But no, girlfriend said, I'm going to get my broom out, and I'm going to sweep this house. I'm going inside and outside. I'm going to sweep up. I'm going to sweep down until I find that lost corn because this corn could never find me. I have to go find the corn. And we were lost in our sins, unable to find God for ourselves. But God reached out and found us. I'm so glad he took out his spiritual broom and began to sweep my house until I found him. Found him who my soul loved so whether you're a lost son, a lost sheep, or lost corn, if you're lost, God's going to find you. There's a search being out going out. There's a search going for you. There's a search for you. There's a committee looking for you. And I'm so glad that you didn't give up on me, that God didn't give up on me, that God didn't push me aside, that God didn't say, well, I have 99. I'll be satisfied. I have nine coins left. I'll be satisfied. But he kept on praying. And I want to tell somebody, don't give up. Keep praying. Don't throw in the towels. Keep praying. It may not be the way you want, but keep praying. God is able. Hallelujah. To bring you out. Do you see it? The search. I hear the story about the poor miners. And many times we listen to those stories about the coal miners and how they go so far down in the ground and doing the mining. And what an awful situation to be in a deep mine. Uh huh. And all of a sudden hear an explosion. And then you're trapped in a mine. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but sometimes you feel like you're trapped in your situation. Feel like you can't break out of what you're into. But I want to encourage you to let you know that the search is on for you. You may not see what's happening on the outside. You may not see all the resources that's being poured to rescue you. But God wants you to know that he loves you. God wants you to know he's still connected to you. God wants you to know he's still digging to bring you out of that situation. Rock by rock. He's moving situations so that you will not go under. What do you mean, preacher? There's a rescue effort being launched for me. He's going to rescue me. What do you mean he's going to rescue you? He's going to get me out of this situation. He's going to get me out of this dangerous situation. Well, how will you get me out? I don't know, Lord, how God's going to bring me out. But every once in a while, something down on the inside tells me God's going to bring me out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You may not be able to explain A, B, C. This is how we're coming out. But something on the inside says God is not finished. The rescue is taking place. God's going to bring me out of this situation. And since I know God's going to bring me out, I've already made a declaration. When I come out, I'm going to praise him like this. Oh, my God. When God brings me out, I'm going to give him this type of praise. Well, since you know God is going to bring you out, why don't you just give him a commercial? Why don't you just practice how you're going to praise him when he bring you out? The Bible says, let the redeem of the Lord say so. 
I can't say I'm healed if I'm still sick. I can't say I'm delivered if I'm still dabbling. I can't say God is going to do it because I got all these issues. But you got to say it by faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I don't see it, don't know how, but I just believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God will do just what he said. Oh, Jesus. You're going through a difficult situation. But I want you to understand he's going to rescue you. He's going to discover where you are. And then once the team get to you and they discover you, they have to take an assessment. They have to look at you and they have to see what damage has been done. And some of the things that we have gone through in life has damaged us. Help me, Jesus. Has damaged our image, has damaged the way we think, has damaged the way we speak, has damaged the way we see it. And God has assessed us. He has looked at us. He understands the damage that has been done to us. But I want you to understand, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy work, and that my soul knoweth right well. What are you talking about? I am the son of God. Behold, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. What are you saying? I'm damaged now. But when God finished taking me through the rescue process, when he's finished taking me through the recovery process, I'm going to come out like pure gold. Oh, Jesus. Yes, I'm saying damage control. Where am I? And when I look at this song, David was a man of God. He was tending sheep. Minding his own business, not bothering his brothers, not bothering his sisters, not bothering anyone. And here comes the prophet. The prophet comes with that holy oil and pour it upon his head and says, God wants you to be the next king. Some of us, we were minding our own business. We were doing our own thing. And the hand of the Lord came upon us. The spirit of the Lord came upon us. God interrupted the party. God slipped into the club. God came on our street to say, I want you. And we was crazy enough to say, yes, Lord. Have your own way. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Change my life. We were just dumb enough to try it. We had tried drugs. We had tried alcohol. We had tried running the street. We just said, I think I tried everything else. I might as well try Jesus. Well, if you tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. David said, Lord, if you want me to be king, I'll be king. Okay, I'm just a youth, but I'll be king. If that's what you have for my life to be, that's what I'm going to be. And as he was preparing himself, his father said, go check on your brothers. He went to check on his brothers and take them some lunch. And David saw Goliath messing with his brothers, messing with the king, defying the land. And David said, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 you're not going up against my God. 
David said, I'll fight the giant. You need a giant fighter in your life? David said, I'm the man, but you're just a boy. Yes, but the hand of the Lord is upon me. A bear tried to take one of my sheep, and I rescued my sheep from that bear. The lion took one of my little ones, and I took that lion, I pulled his beard out, and I took the sheep from it. And the same God that delivered me from the bear, delivered me out of the hand of the lion, the same God, he's going to deliver me from this giant. And what did he do? He delivered him. He fought Goliath, and he won. He faced his giant, and he won. God's hand was upon him. He married the king's daughter. And now King Saul is David's father-in-law. Now King Saul had positioned David to come inside the royal palace. David didn't ask to come inside. His gift made room for him and brought him before great men. And the gifting that God has placed in you is going to elevate you to places you never thought you would ever be. He's in the palace. Doing what palace folks do. Working with Jonathan. Being a prince. Working at palace. And then it's clear that if I'm going to be a king, I need to be in a place where I can learn how kings operate. He puts him in the place so he can learn the job, so he can get where he's going. But while he was doing his job, learning his job, Saul got a revelation from the devil. David is trying to take your place. And Saul began to hate on David and decided he was going to kill David. He took the javelin and threw it at David, trying to take his life. And now the boy who's destined to be the king is running for his life. It doesn't make sense. I didn't ask to be king. I didn't ask to be in this place. God, you placed me here. And now the enemy is trying to take me out. You wonder why you are a target for attack? You wonder why the enemy has stepped up his attack in your life? He understands God is about to do something with you. And all hell has broken loose. He's trying you on your job. He'll try you in your home. He'll try you in your community. He have the nerve, the audacity to step up here in Christ's church and try you in the church. But you've got to learn to talk back to the devil and tell him the blood of Jesus is against you. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Oh God, help it. David is running for his life. Now, if you understand this, you would understand that there's a search going out for David. A search to kill him. A search party to take him out. But if God be for you, who can be against you? They put a contract out on you. But guess what? It won't work. They sit out a whammy on you, but it won't work. They're trying to hex you and voodoo you and put all kinds of foolishness on you, but it won't work. He said, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. David is running. And when you think about this, David began to say, Lord, search me. Search me, oh God. Know my heart. God, I want you to understand, it's my motive right God, examine me and know my heart. 
probe me and know my thoughts. Examine me, oh God, and know my thoughts. I want you to understand my motive. Is what I'm doing wrong? Did I have the wrong motive? David began to have a pity party. David began to feel bad about himself. And if you're not careful, you got to watch your self-esteem because it can take a nosedive. You may not have the clothes other people have. You may not have the money other people have. You may not be driving the finest that other people are driving or living where other people are living. And your self-esteem can take a nosedive. But you've got to know God is for you. And if God is for you, how do you know that? Because he has not allowed my enemies to triumph over me. And if God is for me, that should lift my self-esteem. But David began to feel a little bit bad. He began to feel a little bit down. He felt a little low. He felt like a misfit. He felt like he was out of place because where he was going and where he was did not match up. And I want you to understand that sometimes in your life, where you are now and where God is taking you, it doesn't make sense. How can I be what God wants me to be and I'm doing the things that I should not do? Oh, help me be real in this house. How can God say, how can I say I'm a child of God and my action look like I'm a child of the devil? There's a conflict in my life. But how many know if you stay on the altar, if you let God search you, if you let God rescue you, if you allow God to take you through the recovery process your men back together again. David said, God, whatever you have for me, I know I'm going to get it in your own time. But in the meantime, I feel bad. My self-esteem is low. Uh-huh. My self-image is low. I'm the next king, and I'm running, hiding in cave. My self-worth is low. But God told David, don't you worry. You encourage these men and let them know we're coming out of this. And saints, every once in a while, you got to pat yourself on the back and say, self, you're coming out of this. It's a rough time, but you're coming out of this. It's a difficult situation, but you're coming out of this. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel a coming out party. I feel a breakthrough in the house. I feel a miracle is about to happen in this place. God did not make junk. God did not make some half-baked, messed up product. God did not destroy. Well, okay, you say, I feel like I'm half-baked. I feel like I'm messed up. I feel like God made a mistake. But guess where you are? You're on the potter's wheel. And if you stay on the wheel, he'll mold you. He'll shape you. He'll make you over again another vessel. Okay. Can't stay here. I got to get out of here. He searched me. He rescued me. That means he discovered. He discovered who I am. I discover who I am. I discover who my God is. And when you know the power of your God, you'll learn how to turn things around. How to let your God be God. In the midst of a situation you can't handle, let God fix it for you. Let God work it out for you. Let God bring it out for you. And then my third point is recover. That means he's going to bring me back. Don't you know you're about to recover? God, shall I pursue? Shall I take it? God told David, go pursue and y'all shall recover it all. Everything that the enemy took from me, you're going to recover. 
you're going to get it back. What are you saying? God is about to restore you. You ever get an old car that's all messed up? It looks like a piece of junk. But if the right person gets his hand on that junk, he can turn what's a piece of junk into a priceless historical antique. God can take my broken life. He can take my messed up life. He can take my jacked up life and restore me again. He can cause me to recover. I've seen chairs and furniture that was all old and icky. And you've given to the right person. They can take that leather and reposter it. They can take it, put a new covering over it. They can pull off the old covering and put on a new covering. God can do that with your life. If any man be in Christ, he is up new creature old things are passed away and behold all things are become new so what are you saying he searched me he rescued me and he recovered me saints when you finally get back to the place that you once was my god there's a sense of accomplishment there's a sense of joy that money can't bring there's a sense of happiness and peace of mind that nothing else can bring because I made it back to the place where God is happy with me. Lord, search me. I want you to know my, I want you to try me. I want you to know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. God, if they're in me, I want you to lead me in the right way. I want you to deliver me. Because you've searched me. You've already known me. Now bring me out. Why? Because, oh Lord, thou hast searched me. You have known me. You know my thoughts. You know my downsitting. You know my uprising. You understand my thoughts from far off. God, there's not a word in my mouth that you know all together. You know me from the inside out. And because you know me so well, I don't have to be phony. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to put on a mask. I don't have to put on a face. I don't even have to put my makeup on. I can come to God just as I am. Say, God, I'm in a mess. I need your help. I need you to work it out, work it out, work it out. Work it out, work it out, work it out. Work it out for me. And if you ask him to do it, guess what? He'll come into your life. He'll search you out. Oh, yes, he will. He'll bring you back. He'll rescue you. And he will put you in the process of recovery. Some of you have gone through some things. And I just want you to witness to your neighbors. Tell say, neighbor, the worst is over. I'm in recovery. Oh, go tell somebody else. Say, neighbor, the worst is over. I'm in recovery. Yeah, I know you see a few scars. You see a few wounds. But the worst is over. I'm in recovery. The best is yet to be. God is about to do a work in my life and transform me. You've just heard Bishop Ronald Frazier with a powerful message. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, feel free to drop by our website, www.ChristChurchInc.org. 
We're also on Facebook at ChristChurchINC and Instagram at Christ underscore church underscore INC. Winning the World for Christ was produced by Sando Savant Media. Music is provided by the O'Neill Brothers Group. You can find more of their wonderful music at www.oneillbrothersgroup.com. We thank you for listening to today's message and truly hope that it was a blessing to you. Tune in next week for another great word. Until then, have a blessed week.